0: You're listening to Average Joe Sports Talk podcast with your boy E. Yo, what is up, everybody? Your boy E. Man coming at you, episode 76. I usually, you know, like to mix up the uh, podcast, and I'll give you some, uh, you know, different topics, different views, different segments. Usually, I try to keep it more than one sport. If it's the NBA, a couple of different topics of NBA. But today, I'm going to stick to one specific topic: the hot talk right now in the NBA, which is the Los Angeles Lakers, who just played the Clippers, hometown rivals, who share the same arena. And as you know, a few weeks back, probably a month earlier, I went ahead and did a nice segment and spoke about the Lakers, if they were for real. And my main takeaway about the Lakers so far this season, and I still say it because it was even proven in this past game that they lost to the Clippers, is the fact that the Lakers are built for the regular season success and not for the postseason success as we all know how they were exposed by the Clippers and Kawhi Leonard during this uh, past Christmas Day uh, matchup much anticipated matchup actually and you know the the Clippers took this one home and the reason I'm only going to talk Laker basketball is because I'm also got a segment today which I'm going to go ahead and share with you guys an interview I did with uh, my homie up and coming young actor who's grinding out in LA uh, South Florida product you know, uh, born and bred here in 305 Day County, Jorge Emanuel Barrios. If you notice, I really don't bring guests on. He's the only guest that I've ever brought. I, I brought him onto the podcast about a year and a half ago. He's actually not only just close friends and family, he's also family, but, you know, he comes down and visit every holiday and stuff like that. And we were just grinding, you know, we just saw the, the movie Star Wars. It was actually last Sunday, almost a week ago, when we decided to just chop it up. And I recorded a, 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 an episode, just a segment so I could go ahead and grind it out. And it's funny because he's out in L.A. grinding and I, and I hit him with some questions about California and L.A. and how's the buzz out there with uh, with LeBron James and the whole Kawhi Leonard saga and rivalry. And I, yeah, he has some good insight. Uh, but also, you know, I'm going to put this on. I'm actually going to close the show with his interview, uh, which was actually a good good lengthy amount of interview. And you're going to get some good takeaway, man. He's The kid is grinding. He's getting his name out there. But anyway, I'll let you hear that when we get there. But let me, let's get back to the Lakers. Let's get back to the Lakers and I and today is Saturday, the 28th, right? we you know, New Year's right upon us. We're gonna be almost at that midpoint of the basketball season, and I am gonna back up my words and I'm gonna support my words and my opinions. The Lakers are built for short-term success. And I mean, not short-term success, but the regular season success. Probably will get by the first and the second round, but they would not get past the Clippers if they face them in the Western Conference Finals. The Clippers are made. For the postseason, they're made for the longer grind. They're much deeper, and they proved it. They were behind by a lot of points, man. I mean, the Lakers led as many as 15 points in this game, right, at the half. And the Clippers fought back, tied the game by the end of the third quarter. The Lakers built another lead in the fourth, but the Clippers locked down the defense and ultimately won the game. It's just, again, what I said earlier during the year, you got two of the best two-way defenders, and then you throw that pesky little bug, Draymond Green 1.5, uh, Pat Beverly, all up in there. And you got yourself another pretty good defender, which he had a, a crucial play uh, on LeBron James in the last few seconds to kind of seal the game on the defensive side. But yeah, you got a lot. They're deep. Harold is nasty. You got Lou Williams off the bench. They're very, very deep, man. They, they, they're very deep. They're a really tough team to match up with and, you know, Load management is load management, whatever it is. But at this point, that's going to work for them. Um, We know what Kawhi did. He took over the game. And honestly, Kawhi Leonard outplayed everybody in that team. You know, Kawhi Leonard had 35 points and 12 rebounds and locked down every time he had to match up with uh, LeBron James. LeBron James had an up and down game, almost had a triple-double, kind of started off in the first half, but came back, you know, did all right, 9-for-24. Wasn't his best game so far of the year plus and minus, which I hate that stat anyway, but uh, percentage-wise, because he went nine for 24 from the field and two from 12 from three-point, from the three-point line. So that's horrible. Davis hit some clutch shots, came back at him, 39 minutes. Again, they're not that deep. Because after that, Kuzma was their third scorer, which should be their third scorer who hasn't been playing that great so far. He's had, I think, his best game of the season with 25 points. But Kawhi Leonard did what he did, 35 points, 12 rebounds. That's what he did with uh, Toronto last year. Put them on their back and close the game out. I mean, they just got to the line over and over again. And if y'all haven't realized this yet, just like the Toronto Raptors game, this is the game that the Clippers are going to play. They'll hit the three-pointer occasionally. They'll do what they need to do. They're not going to take a lot of threes like the Lakers did. They'll play a lot of one-on-one, down low, run schemes, and score high-percentage shots. They will take the ball to the basket a lot, therefore drawing a lot of fouls. All right? Kawhi Leonard went A for A from the line. Paul George, would didn't have a great game, six and six from the line. Those count at the end. They're going to draw a lot of fouls, and they're going to get to the free throw line as they will slow down the game. Overall, they are deeper. They play better defense, and they got key players that would sacrifice their game. Paul George and Kawhi are going to do what they're going to do, and I think they're definitely overmatched for the Lakers. a bad matchup for any team out there uh, at all. It's a bad matchup for the Lakers, number one. And this also shows you how the Lakers need to pull a trade before the right before the you know by the, the by the trading deadline to get some help because they're missing scores. And I know some of the teams were banged up, The Lakers were hurt, but hey, it is what it is. So the Lakers only scored three points over the course of the final four minutes and fifty-eight seconds. History of the game, the defense clamped them down on LeBron and everybody else in that squad. Clips are now two and all against the Lakers this season, despite the Lakers going buck wild, starting twenty-four and three. Hey, it is what it is. Again. The Clippers are built for the postseason. The Lakers are built for the regular season. I'm going to keep saying that over and over again. And, you know, as of today, and the Lakers are playing today. They're the first game back since the loss to the uh, Clippers. They're playing the um, the Portland Trail Blazers at 10 o'clock. I didn't want to wait that long to do a reaction, see if they lose. And I could, you know, throw more salt to the wound. But I'm not going to do that. But the Lakers are still in first place at 24 and 7. The Clippers are 23 and 10, two games in the loss column behind them and one in the win column. So it's really two games behind. And so was Denver. So they, they widened the gap. Right at their heels is Houston and, and Dallas. But anyway, it's going to get more and more close as the season goes on. Look, I'm going to say this again. I said this a couple of episodes ago, but I'm saying it now. The Lakers are built for the regular season, while the Clippers are built for the playoffs. The Clippers will load manage themselves all the way to the NBA Finals. It's pretty much is what it is. There's no ifs or buts. I'm not hating on LeBron, man, because LeBron is having one of his best seasons one of the most efficient seasons he's ever had, and he's 35 years old. I respect LeBron because he grinds and he plays every game. But at one point, at 35 years old, man, everybody slows down. He's going to take a toe on him. Kawhi at 27, I think he's a little bit of a sellout for taking this many games off already. But guess what? If the team is putting up with it and they're it to success... You got to go with what worked. And what worked last year was Kawhi resting every 10 games or every six games or whatever the case may be. And it's working right now for the Clippers. They'll just scare. They the, the Clippers only care about making it to the postseason in a decent seed. They don't care about being the number one seed in the East. I mean, in the West, I apologize. LeBron may have to take a look back. I think not LeBron. I think the team to kind of in his head and probably give him a little more rest. I think a healthy LeBron, a well-rested LeBron will be very, very crucial for the for the playoff run. And I know he wants to play every game because, like he said, hey, I don't take days off because if I'm healthy, I want to give that young fan that comes to the arena a, a something to remember by. That's great. I, I admire that about LeBron, the integrity that he has for the game. Because one thing he does have, he has integrity for the game, but I think the team needs to kind of do a hard reset I know LeBron calls a shot, but somebody got to put has to put their foot down and be like, yo, we got to give you more games off. Don't worry about it. Just chill, relax, get back, and enjoy. Just lean back, LeBron. Let's see if that happens. I don't think it will because LeBron, you know, just is his own man, and he uh, pretty much marches at the beat of his own drum. But, yeah, man, again, one more time. The Lakers are built for the regular season while the Los Angeles Clippers are built for the postseason, and they're the ones who are going to come out the West. Now, moving on, man, I'm going to go ahead and go ahead and play for you guys. Jorge Manuel Barrios, the homie, family. I had him on podcast about a year and a half ago. The kid graduated Second City about a year and a half ago. He's touring with Second City. If you all know, Second City is one of the best improv schools in the country. Uh, there's one in Los Angeles, one, I think one in New York, one in Chicago. You had people like Belushi, uh, Robin Williams, like a, lot of, a lot of famous individuals graduated from Second City, man, and made a great career. The homie's actually touring right now with Second City. He's doing a bunch of shows, has aired about two commercials last year nationally. He's um, getting callbacks from addition. Big things are coming from Jorge Manuel Barrillo. So I sat down with him last Sunday. We just shot the breeze, man. You know what I'm saying? Shoot the shit and uh, spoke about different things. You know, We just saw Star Wars and uh, we were just having a, a couple of Cubans up in the back, smoking a couple of stogies, having some a uh, couple of brews. You know what I'm saying? And uh, we decided to just chop it up. And I said, yo, man, we, we got to do it. We got to do an interview, man. I got to put it on the podcast because you're the only other guest I've ever had on the podcast. He's the only other guest I've ever had here, had here. And I'm working for 2020 to bring more guests on uh, as I'm trying to make some time for it. But anyway, here it is. Jorge Manuel Berrio interview 2.0. Let's get it. Yo, what is up, everybody? This is your boy, E-Man, coming at you with Average Joe Sports Talk. And about a year and a half ago, I had my first celebrity guest. <laughs> and today, I am having my second celebrity guest, and that's my boy, that's family, Jorge Emanuel Berrio. What's up, my man? Welcome to the
1: podcast. Oye, I just want to say big shout out to all the listeners. And uh, I'm, I'm really happy to be here. I'm, I'm proud of you and I'm proud of myself. And I'm proud of everybody that's listening right now.
0: All right. So a year and a half ago, right? We did this. We were yeah. watching the uh, NBA finals. We were uh, Golden State against uh, Cleveland. And I, at halftime, we decided to just go and you know <laughs> shoot the shit and, uh, and, and get it going. And um, you know within a year and a half, right? I remember back then, uh, it's been like a third year in California. You make your big move going from uh, Miami to California, you know, fight for your dream and, you know, go after your dream. And um, a lot of things has happened since yeah. a year and a half ago. So tell us what's what's new. What's new on the grind? What have you been up to? Uh, share with my listeners. What is that? You know, what's going on, man? Give us a little piece about yourself.
1: Uh, so I moved out uh, from Miami, went to LA in 2014. Just been grinding at a school, it's called The Second City. Uh, It's an improv school. Uh, They have alumni like uh, Bill Murray, John Candy, Uh, you have Steve Carell, Tina Fey, and it's basically improv comedy. And right now I'm currently touring uh, with The Second City. So I basically go to different states and perform improv and do sketch work. Uh, And it's basically like SNL. And I've been fortunate enough that when I leave Miami, LeBron also leaves Miami, goes to Cleveland, and now ends up with the Lakers. So I feel like LeBron's chasing me and he's following me. I mean, man, he has
0: to follow the talent, right?
1: (laughs) Hey, he took his talents from Cleveland to South Beach. Now he took his talents from Cleveland
0: to LA. And I think the main reason is because you're now in LA, bro. So, you know, he's following the
1: flavor. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) It's crazy because I still wear my LeBron Heat jersey in LA, and people are like, bro, what you doing wearing that jersey? And it's like, well, I'm from Miami, so I got to represent. And they're like, nah, but he's in the Lakers now. And it's like, nah, I feel you. But he's also winning championships in Miami. He hasn't won one in the Lakers yet. So I still got to represent until he gets that ring. Then I'll consider buying the jersey. Now, do people in L.A. remember LeBron in Miami? Do they know what LeBron did
0: in Miami? Or they just decide to just, you know, kind of cut that out of their memory and saying, well, he's going to rewrite history
1: with the Lakers. So funny enough, I've actually spoken to like maybe one or two people who don't even know that LeBron played for the Heat. Yeah, but also I'm I'm in an artist I'm in an artist community, so a lot of people don't don't follow sports. Now the people that do follow sports are like, okay, he gave you two, he lost two. Let's see what he does for us. But also, LeBron's getting older. I actually watched an interview that LeBron did last year, and he ha- he was talking about catering his game to his age and how he doesn't run in and dunk it anymore. And he had to like one year in the summer. He basically trained to just take longer shots and be more patient with his game, which I learned that for myself, even in like improv comedy and, you know, performing on stage, you do have to kind of cater to once you start doing this grind for so long, you start switching up your game and you start noticing, damn, I don't have to work this hard. I don't have to hit all these alley-oops like how he was doing with Wade and Bosch mm-hmm. and kind of make that transition into, nah, bro, I could just back up and just hit this right outside the line.
0: Well, it's crazy because, you know, last year, first year with the Lakers, you know, injuries, first You're time right. the LeBron has actually set out, set out for like 20 yeah. games, you know, through injuries, right? And um, this year they have the best record in the West. I think the best record, right, right up there, with the, I'm not sure yet. I think they lost the other night, so they might be tied for the best record in the NBA. You know, they put some talent around them. Um, they made some trades and you know and you got LeBron balling again like LeBron did with the heat days yeah. which is pretty crazy how is that in LA right now man Is like LeBron the talk of the town is he like the the hotness right now is that what everybody's on his tip right now in LA I mean how does it feel being out there in LA and LeBron being the king in LA
1: so it's very interesting because when you have that you have that realm of the Kobe it was the Kobe era right. and like There's a lot of comparison with the Lakers and the Heat because of the fact that the Lakers paid Kobe through the entire, um, through his entire season and kept him, even though they knew that he had his injuries and he was going through what he was going through, where the Heat, once Wade got older, the Heat weren't going to pay, I mean, the Heat weren't going to pay Wade what he wanted, and so that's when you had uh, Wade leaving to the Bulls and then playing for Cleveland, but then obviously, as we all know, he retired with the Heat and he came back home. And so that conversation of them being like, well, we stayed true to Kobe. And he hit us with those, what was it? I think it was 60 points, his last game? Uh, Kobe Bryant, uh, yes, 60 yeah, yeah, points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 60 points his last game, which is unheard of. Right. And so they lived, a lot of Laker fans, they lived through that era. And then obviously once Kobe retired, then it was that stint of, damn, like the Clippers are doing better than us. And then, or better than them. I, yeah. I can't say us because I'm a Heat fan okay. till, till I die. Uh, Represent, but, bro. Represent. Uh-huh. Doesn't matter where you at. 305 till I die. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's that pitbull line. line. Um, but now the Lakers have just revived the city, revived the town. I mean, people are now going to games and they're, I mean, they're hype. And the Laker fans are always going to be hype. But now it's like we have, you know, the golden boy. And even though, you know, you have Steph Curry also in California, but a Laker fan is always going to be a Laker fan. And now a LeBron fandom has really just taken over the town.
0: Oh, so right now everybody is so... It, it, you're right, because last year, Kobe's still king. For sure. And everybody was like, LeBron's never going to mount to Kobe. There's a lot of loyal Kobe fans in LA. And, and then I saw that because, you know, Kobe did a lot for that city. Of course. Kobe took it, you know, and, and actually kind of like did what they did in the eighties with Lakers in the eighties of Magic and everybody else. And then, you know, him and Shaq and then him by himself when Shaq left. Um, so it, it's really tough to, for LeBron to make that bold move. Now, since you're in the arts, you know, you're in, you're in improv, you're, you're in that realm of, uh, you know, acting and all that good stuff. I mean, LeBron has a lot of projects acting wise, man. The shop, yeah. you know, the movie, you know, Space Jam 2. Yes. Uh, have you seen him around? I mean, is he, is he doing any other projects that you, you know, that are notable in L.A. or anything like that? Or is it the same thing that everybody sees around the United States, you know, the shop and, you know, he, you know he's doing Space Jam 3. Or is he like, you know, venturing on other stuff that locally they, they showcase in L.A. but not anywhere else in the United States?
1: Well, I know that I know that LeBron is giving in uh, to the community, and he's like he's been supporting like local organizations. And I know that I mean wherever LeBron's at, that's where people want to be. And so obviously, you know it's it's crazy. I remember reading a stat that when LeBron left Cleveland. That was like, I think it was like $40 million a night that the town was no longer getting yeah. because when you're watching games, you're drinking, yeah. you're eating. And so you're wherever LeBron goes, he's reviving the economy, you're right. which is insane. And so, I mean, for LA, you know, LA's always been a Laker town and they're always going to support the team. But now that you got, I mean, once LeBron goes into your arena, ticket prices go up. That's a guarantee. And I mean, the amount of LeBron jerseys that I see now just everywhere – it's, it's insane. I, I have to do better at uh, recognizing where LeBron is as far as in the arts. Because I know that, I mean, everybody's really hyped with Space Jams 2 right now. And, you know, that is also bringing up the Looney Tunes franchise as well. Where, like, I grew up with a lot of Looney Tunes yeah. and Tiny Tunes, And so it's like, I grew up watching Space Jam and just being like, damn, you know, Jordan really did it. And so for LeBron to bring that back, he's also bringing, like, my generation back into wanting to watch... You know, that memory, that nostalgia. I, gotcha. I feel like nostalgia overall is, is something big. Like if you notice, like even this Wonder Woman movie takes place in 1984. And like Stranger Things bringing back like the 80s. And so there's like this big 80s movement, this big 90s movement. And so I think that LeBron is giving it back to us. You know, when we were kids watching or just younger watching uh, Space Jam 1. And so the excitement and the appeal is really coming back.
0: Wow, you know, I mean, it's funny. You're right. He definitely revives and stimulates that local economy. Yeah, it's not like California didn't need it, but <laughs> right, you know, right, 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 right. But for, you're right. For Cleveland, all the local businesses that all these uh, different restaurants and bars and even hotels they did in the downtown area around the arena took a complete dive when he went out. When he went out the first time to Miami, yeah, everybody revitalized itself when he went back to Cleveland. Of course, he, you know, LeBron's gonna look out for LeBron. I mean. Not a big fan of LeBron because, you know, I'm a Knicks fan. So, you know, <laughs> couldn't, couldn't stand LeBron with the heat because yeah, yeah, he will yeah. play for the, for the Knicks. But, um, but you know, it's funny that you mentioned that, you know, the Lake, it's a Laker town and stuff like that. But I think the Clippers are going to make it really difficult for LeBron, man, when it comes to the playoffs. I mean, yeah. Kawhi Leonard,
1: yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, Paul yeah.
0: George, you got, you got some buzz out there for the Lakers side. Still, it's a Laker town in my book.
1: All day. I I think, you know, and I don't think people ever jump ship from the Lakers to the Clippers, but I have a couple of homies that are Clippers fans and they're just like, they're ride or die Clipper fans. And it's like, they, they enjoy watching LeBron because it's obviously the same arena. And so when you're watching a, when you're watching a game and you're in LA, you're going to still watch the games. But I mean, Kawhi really, you know, came out of nowhere. I mean, didn't come out of nowhere, but you've seen this person's growth and to go from the Raptors and then to go from the Spurs. Well, you know, he won a ring with the Raptors too. Right, yeah. right. So to win a ring and then end up with the Lakers, I mean, with the Clippers, yeah. it's like this dude that we thought was going to stay loyal to the Spurs, but the Spurs would stay loyal to him. Mm-hmm. Seeing that transition of like, oh man, Kawhi is no longer with the Spurs. He's now with the Raptors. And he was like, yeah, I came with the Raptors and I got this ring. And now it's like, I could do this with the Clippers as well. So there's, there's for sure the rivalry is so great. And um, I mean, I think it's 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 overall been a great time for basketball, obviously. But to be in a town because. okay, so growing up in Miami, you only have one team. You got the Dolphins, you got the Heat. And so to be in L.A. where you have the Rams, you have um, you have the Chargers. So it's Rams. So it's Rams, Chargers. And then it's Lakers and it's Clippers. And I'm living in a town right now that has multiple sports in the same city. It's pretty insane. Like, it's 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 a fun time to be in sports, for sure. Oh, it's pretty crazy. I mean, you forgot about the Marlins, right? <laughs> <Lo> Marlin. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, you know, yeah. me me, uh, yeah. me, personally, I never grew up with much baseball. So I, I, I don't reference it enough. Nobody
0: watches the Marlins. So don't worry <laughs> about it. So it's okay. You know what I mean? Boy, shout, out, yeah, shout out to my boy, Jeter, though. He's trying to, you know, turn that... That are uh, franchise around. There it is. But anyway, going back, and and uh, you being a big Miami guy, and I know you're a huge Dwayne Wade fan. The last time we met, you know, we sat down, and we and we, uh, you know, we sh- we chatted a little bit. You know, your favorite player of all time in the NBA has been Dwayne Wade because you saw that growth, you know, yeah. since he got drafted. And um, you know, how did you? It was great last year. It was last season. You know, he retired. Um, I think he went out. He played real hard. Well, how did that make you feel seeing Dwayne Wade play his last season, his last one dance with the Heat? You know, retire with a team that, you know, he, you know, Alonzo Morning did a lot of good things for the Heat. For sure. But Dwayne was the one that put him in, 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 in a national view. You know, yes. everybody in Miami knew what, what was up. You know, at one time they were relevant with Alonzo and, you know, and, um, and, you know, Glenn Rice and everybody else. But seeing Dwayne Wade to put that team on the map, because yes. I always say this, right? LeBron needed to come here to win a championship to Miami. You know, he went to look, he went to play with Wade. Wade yeah. didn't go play with him. So. Yeah. Those two rings, LeBron had a lot to do with it, but the leadership of Wade and Bosh is what helped LeBron get those rings. But how does it feel, you know, getting Dwayne back in his last year? I mean, I know you were in California, but you were in California anyway during that time. Did you follow up, you know, the, the, the last year of Dwayne Wade? You know, how was that, man? How, You know, what kind of experience? How, how did you feel about that?
1: So f- for me, when Wade left to the Bulls, I felt like I got cheated on. I felt, and I felt like, wow, out of all the teams. You got and to I, time for that hoe, right? Oh, <laughs> it was insane because it was like the, because the Bulls heat rivalry is so insane. It is. And uh, for for me to be in this position of, I thought you were going to ride or die with us. And then you left. At first, I was so hurt. And then to go to Cleveland, but then coming back to the heat, I felt like, okay, cool. You left for a little bit, which LeBron did with mm-hmm. Cleveland. So I get it. I get it. People leave. But you always had that space in your heart. You always had that love, and so when he came back, just like the the gentlemanness yep. of 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 Wade coming back to Wade County, he's a he's a class act. Dwayne Wade is one of the classiest yes. athletes in the league. So, and and I thought for me, just watching him play his games and like. I mean the infamous moment of of having Wade go up on the on the on that on that table. Yeah, the announcer's table. The announcer's yeah. table, you know, and and his last game going up on and then slipping down. Yeah, Whoa, he
0: hit that game winner against uh, Golden State, which yeah. was a crazy game winner. Yeah,
1: and yeah. for and for him to just go up, he was busted and, his ass, dude. There's, yeah, it's, it's age, man. It's age. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the the knees, the knees aren't what they used to be. <laughs> no, There's always been the knees problems yeah. with, with Wade, but it was like just to see. But that's that stumble for me was so humbling because it's like, yeah. bro, this is a dude. That has been doing it for so long. Yeah. And then like just trading his jersey with every single player and really just the, man, the the amount of drive that he's given to this town. And and once again, just to bring it back to the Lakers real quick of Shaq leaving the Lakers, mm-hmm. coming to the heat and then hitting the, because we hit the 05 finals. That's right. Shaq got hurt. We didn't win. That's right. Um, or I think it was the playoffs. No, maybe. it was the
0: playoffs. After, it was a year after, but you know, the, the the first year Dwayne Wade carried that team. Yes. but Shaq was a big momentum, and yes. There,
1: so. And then 06 was when we won. So it was like right. whenever someone comes in and just because Wade just needed a little bit of support, uh, and Alonzo came back as well that year he was a big part of that championship. Um, so I felt like I felt like what a way to go out for Wade to really go out in our town and just and, and give us that he really gave us that he gave us that Wade County closure.
0: And are you still following the Heat right now this year? Because the Heats are balling this year. Yeah. I mean, the Heat are, you know, they reinvented themselves. Heat culture has always been a Heat culture. You yeah. come here, you play hard, you work hard, you get in shape. You know, that's always been the Heat culture. That's why Dwayne Wade, in my book, kind of like he symbolized that for the Heat. Like, you know, because he always worked hard. He was always a guy with a chip on his shoulder. Uh, was always not, he was always counted out because he was a good player, but in college he wasn't well-known. Um, and then what he did with the Heat was insane. Again... LeBron has two rings in my book because he came to play with Wade. Um, <laughs> yeah. But this year, man, I mean, the team looks solid, man. I mean, they're 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 third or second in the East. I mean, yes. you got you got some good young players. You got shooters. Jimmy Butler just plays hard, man. And, Jimmy and, and, Butler
1: is is J- Jimmy Butler is. You can see the drive in his eyes, yeah. and you can see like he he's he's within an establishment where because you know Pat Riley is still up I, there. It, it fits him, you know what I mean? Right, right. The, the amount the amount of effort that is being put in, you're seeing it within the range of, of, of just the play. And it's, and it's fun, it's, and it's heat ball. That's right. It's that's the right. heat ball that, that we've all grown up with.
0: Oh, it's definitely heat culture. I mean, you know, people would criticize Jimmy with Minnesota because he would go at it with, you know, the other superstars, right? Yeah. But that's because Jimmy works hard. He doesn't have the talent the other two guys are, so he puts the extra work. yeah um, He went to—he got traded to uh, the Sixers, and the Sixers didn't sign him. Signed the Tobias Harris instead— Again, same same scenario. Now he's here, with the culture of like, I'm gonna get up at six o'clock in the morning. I'll be in the gym by seven, all right, or five o'clock in the morning, and I'm gonna to put the to work. And then you got these young cats like Tyler Hero. I don't know if you're familiar with Tyler yeah, Hero, yeah. 13th pick, 19 years old, the kick and stroke it. Kendrick Nunn on drafted, second round. You know what I mean? You got a whole bunch of like second round players. Look, Hassan Wise was a was a guy that you know, and I'm glad he's gone because he definitely did not fit this culture. There
1: was drama. There, there was drama. Was there was drama. drama.
0: But but I think the Heat are back to making themselves relevant again with that same culture that Dwayne Wade symbolized that always been the Pat Riley basketball that he when he left the Knicks fuck he left the Knicks and um you know <laughs> and, and and he brought it to he brought it to Miami and that was when you know Alonzo Glenn Rice all these players all played hard for it, man you know L- Lamar Odom and the Heat are back to playing Heat basketball and I think yeah. it's pretty awesome and, and it's just Again, it's what Dwayne Wade did over his career coming back here. But you know, I'm, I'm glad you're following the Heat over there, man. I'm, you know, I would think you. I you, you would change
1: bandwagons and you know. Well, I, I yeah. you know I try my best. Yeah. I got the ESPN uh, updates coming through. Right, it's just right. it's tough to watch Heat ball because of the time difference. Yeah, you're on the West Coast, and so it's yeah. like uh, you got to watch a game when you can because they're also not going to broadcast it out there. But just to jump back real quick on what you said on Jimmy Butler, yeah. it's like. I feel like that is the grind in anything that you do. So people are are people are going to judge you. And there's going to be these moments where you just got to grind. And if everybody hates you, well, then that's an opinion. But at the end of the day, you know how to step up. And you know what the job needs to be to win that ring or to, or to put your team in a position for the playoffs. I'm not saying that the Heat are going to win and get to the finals. But I'm saying they're working hard to get to those playoffs, which for me... Following the Heat for so long and seeing them lose to the Knicks so many times in the playoffs, in that in that uh Ewing and what was the other dude's name? With oh man, Latrell
0: Sprewells. Sprewell, you, you Sprewell, know, Sprewell yeah. Larry Sprewell, Johnson, yeah. man, you
1: know, come on, man, my boy Allen Houston. Those were the Tim Hardaway, Alonzo Mourning days with uh, Dan Marley. Yeah, man, those were those were tough matchups, bro. bro. Th- those were battles. Those were the massive Those were the matchups to watch. Yeah. Like that was those were the those were the days where it was like, I wish we would have won, but man, what a what a fight! I think those matchups got
0: you. When you drafted Wade to the point of like, yeah, now it's our time. Yeah, and and again, I'm gonna keep repeating myself. LeBron came to Miami to win championships. <laughs> Wade didn't go to uh, Cleveland to win those championships. So, uh, but now, man, look, tell us about a little bit about what's what. What are up to now? What's what's your goals? What do you what do you want to do next year? Anything these people can check you out, you go ahead and uh, you know, tell them out there. Um, I'm, I'm giving you social media. We'll put it on the description when Don't. I post this episode. But Give us a little bit of uh, you know what's what's the future looks like for Mr. Jorge Manuel Barrios and his uh, and his uh, acting career here, man. Because I know big things are coming pretty soon.
1: Uh, so right now I'm uh, I'm writing a feature film. I'm also working on uh, just perfecting. I have a solo show which is about a Cuban kid from Miami, a Cuban Puerto Rican kid from Miami, uh, that is basically going from his journey of living in Miami to then moving to LA and that culture shock. You know, just, it's a different town, but it's it's palm trees to palm trees, I like Mm -hmm. to call it. It is. The palm trees Mm -hmm. look a little bit different, but, you know, me and the snow, we don't really get along. Uh, But you can follow me on social media. It's Berrios, B-E-R-R-I-O-S, 305, because I can't lose that area code. It's just, it's it's really, it really is that Pitbull vibe of 305 till I die. (laughs) Uh, But Jorge Manuel Berrios on Facebook, um, and I have videos, I have... I'm on a couple of podcasts now, um, but just it, it's all comedy stuff. And so the goals are just to create that Latino sazón, as mm. I call it, um, into the comedy realm where you see more Latinx talent on screen. Uh, right now, in the past year, diversity has gone up about 40 percent in Hollywood. And out of that 40 percent, Latinx actors have only risen up 1.9 percent. So 39 of that was not Latino. And so just working on getting our flavor, our sasong, our voice out there because we all have stories to tell and you know even kobe like kobe doing the um, he did like a short film that's right and that's he, right. i mean he won an oscar yeah he won
0: an oscar for that yeah, it was so, the really short film it was awesome
1: and it's and it's it's these stories that need to be told and there's so many great stories like i i just watched the 30 for 30 on dennis rodman recently
0: okay. i saw that too that was that was good that was good and,
1: that was great and just the journey of yep. one person really finding himself and people were yep. like bro this dude's crazy he's painting his hair and he's doing all this stuff and but the dude grinded so hard he was grinding so hard for the for the sport that he loved trendsetter. Yeah. And, and people judge him wearing a wedding dress and doing all this stuff. But it was like, bro, he was authentically him. But when he got to that court, there was a there was a statement being made. Um, so really, all of us have a story to tell. And I feel like the more we tell our authentic stories in front of that screen, then people can relate. And we we're, we're seen.
0: You believe that? We just did 20-something minutes of it, of this uh, interview. We're we'll up to 21 right now. Pretty
1: quick, huh? That, it was just that easy. Yeah, it was
0: just that easy. Well, I appreciate you coming on to the podcast, podcast bro. Um, I know big things are coming. Definitely check him out. I'm going to have his uh, social media in the description of this episode. Follow my homie over here. Man, he's family. He's, I'm telling you, big things are coming for this cat. He is going to, you're going to see a lot, of a lot of good things. And if you're in California, LA area, right? That's it. Definitely check him out in Second City because you're not going to be disappointed. He did a show here in Miami. He's here visiting family for the holidays. And um, I'm telling you, man, you're not going to be disappointed. It doesn't matter where you're from, what nationality, what ethnicity. His shows, man, just kind of hit home. And I'm telling you, something big is going to come out. I'm telling you, George Lopez ain't got shit on this kid or Carlos (laughs) Mencia because he's going to be the next one.
1: All right. Appreciate you all, man. I appreciate you. And uh, this is Jorge Manuel Berrios with Average Joes. Don't forget to like and subscribe and share it because you never know who else wants to listen to this podcast. Let's get it.
0: All right, everybody. That's what I got for you this week. Thank you for listening. My long check out the description for all the platforms that you could listen to this podcast on. And again, subscribe, review, hit like. Thank you very much. Have a great uh, rest of the year. Yo, your boy Eman signing out. Peace. Oh,